Hey friends and foes, welcome to Brushwick Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott and today we're talking about five summer art challenges that you can do to help boost your creativity and get rid of the creative block. Every time summer rolls around, I just want to do an art challenge. I don't know what it is about the long days that make an abundance of creative energy within my brain, but I've always got some sort of project going on and I love picking a challenge to help keep me keep me in a rhythm, keep me in a flow. Whatever creative challenge I pick, it's usually something I do with a friend or with people who watch me on Twitch. Sometimes I do it solo and I don't tell anyone about it and sometimes I do it solo and I tell everyone about it. <laughs> Art challenges are really great ways to keep your momentum going, to keep your ideas fresh and to not get stuck in a rut. So today, I've compiled a list for you of five great art challenges that you can do this summer or really any other season to hone your creative skills and build community. These are challenges I've done myself or people have recommended them to me. Most of these can be done year round. So if it's not summer and you're listening to this, just keep listening because you could do these anytime really. Number one, the seven day art challenge. All right, y'all Y'all have heard me talk about the seven-day art challenge before because I am the creator of the seven-day art challenge. The seven-day art challenge was designed to get you to stop being a perfectionist and to stop worrying about finishing things. The idea is seven starts in seven days. Each day of the challenge, you start a new painting project, a new blog post, a new song, a new poem, whatever it is that you make, you start a new one every day with no intent of finishing it. There's something about telling yourself, okay, we don't, we don't have to finish this project. In fact, we shouldn't finish the project. We should just begin the picture. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. The goal is not to complete the project. You start each day. In fact, each day you start something brand new. So at the end of the week, you have seven starts for the seven days you've done the project. This seven-day art challenge can be done by yourself or in a group. I run the Instagram at seven-day-art-challenge. And I run the official challenge a couple times a year, but you can do this anytime you wanted. This is such a flexible art challenge. It, you can use any material, you can use any genre of making, any motif. And by the end of day seven, when you have seven starts already made, you get to choose which one is actually worth your time to finish. Because let's be real, not all our ideas are good ideas. <laughs> and sometimes you need to get started on something before you're like, oh, I don't actually think this is great. And maybe I should spend my time doing something else. At the end of the week, you have seven options to choose from and you get to pick one or all of them. If they're if they're all perfect, you get to pick all of them, but you pick the one that is actively interesting to you and driving you towards something great. I find that when I do the seven day art challenge, my focus returns to the craft. It returns to the technique of making, it returns to new ideas and it stays away from finishing something because it must be done and finishing something because I feel like I need to finish it or finishing something because I'm being paid to finish it, right? These are all personal works. It's not commissions and it's a very lively week. I, can, I will admit the week can be a little intense, but these are not five summer art easies. They're summer art challenges. So if you if you're looking and listening to this episode, then you you know you want a challenge, and this is what we're here for. To succeed in the seven day art challenge, I find that it's really good to schedule your time before the challenge even starts of when you're going to make each day. 
And that's a general rule that you should use for all the challenges I'm going to talk about today. Do you have an hour of time in the morning? Do you have an hour in the evening? Do you have two hours? Do you have just like a magical three hours waiting for you to make? Then block out that time for the challenge and put it in your calendar because it's very handy for actually getting you to do and then complete the challenge. What I love about the seven day art challenge is that it's short. It's only a week. And in the rest of this list, I have much more time intensive challenges coming up. So doing a seven day one, it's easy. You could just share it with people. It has a fun hashtag. (laughs) It's a great way to make content and I highly recommend it. If you end up doing the seven day art challenge, you should tell me because I love seeing what y'all make. Do you think I should do another one this year? I haven't done one since the spring and now I'm thinking, hmm, maybe in August or September. I'll let you know if something happens. Challenge number two is called Art Slam. Okay, this one is a throwback. This one, in the ancient days of the mid 2010s, there was this bustling community of artists on LiveJournal called Art Slam. Art Slam can now be completed as a self-led project, but the community online is no longer there. However, I think it's such a cool and interesting project that I want to share it with you so you could do an Art Slam of your own. Art Slam has three modes. It has easy, medium, and hard. (laughs) It's not for the faint of heart. This is a very time-intensive challenge, but the results you get out of it are pretty outstanding. If you choose easy, you're going to do Art Slam for 30 days. If you choose medium, you're going to do it for 60 days. And if you choose hard, you're going to do it for 90 days. That's three months. You can choose the length of the slam at any point, but once you pick, you're committing to it. You can always increase the difficulty, but you cannot make it easier. If you say you're going to do 90 days, you're going to do 90 days. And I think having that accountability and that intensity of it makes the challenge really good. An art slam is a daily creative practice. What you do is you pick a theme for the entirety of the project. Maybe that's a comic a day about depression. Maybe it's a sketch a day using a new color each day. Maybe it's a new portrait painting every day of people you know. The scene needs to be big enough that you can make 30 days worth of art for it, but not so vague that you lose enthusiasm. If your theme is watercolors, you're, you're going to get lost in what to make. But if your theme has something to do with tarot cards or with botanicals, then you're going to have a lot more, I don't know, gumption for the project. (laughs) Something that is, it's much more sustainable and much more rewarding at the end of the challenge. Art Slam starts on the first day of a month. So because it's summer, that is June, July, August, or September. If you start the easy mode, you can pick any month to begin. But since today is the end of July, you would only be able to do easy or medium as your challenge starting in August 1st or starting in September 1st. What I love about Art Slam is the aspect of sharing your work. So in an Art Slam, every day you make something, you are then going to post it. Whether it's good or it's bad, maybe it's ugly, maybe it's half-assed, maybe it's, you know, full effort, you're going to post it somewhere. Maybe this is to a friend, maybe it's to a private Discord, maybe it's on your Instagram. By sharing your work each day, by saying, hey, this is day one of Art Slam, and this is day 30 of Art Slam, and this is day 76 of Art Slam, you are holding yourself accountable, you're getting more eyes onto what you're doing, and you're going to get more encouragement from other people who might be doing the slam with you. 
I love doing Art Slam in a group. I love finding five or six other people to do it with me and really challenging ourselves to stick to our themes, to make art every single day, which is a lot. There's no breaks. There's no like time off. And afterwards, what you get is a deep dive into your own your own creative blocks. You get a deep dive into what your bad habits are. You will learn about when you have enthusiasm versus when it's not a good time of the day to be creating for you. You're going to learn about your own habits and what really like sparks your curiosity and your inspiration and what you do when you're like, I don't want to draw, even though I've committed to Art Slam. Because <laughs> that's, that's when the truth comes out. And it's really, it's really, really cool. You're going to learn about your limitations. It's so much fun. I also love using it as an excuse to use new materials. Maybe my theme is less like I'm going to do botanical watercolors and more like I'm going to draw horses, but I'm going to use a different material every single day of the challenge. You know, and for easy, that's pretty hard because that's 30 different materials. But if I were to do it for hard, I would have to get extremely, extremely creative and I would have lots and lots of horses. Can you tell I'm a horse girl? I just, you know, they're just so majestic and dumb. I love them. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's that's challenge number two. 30, 60 or 90 days. It's any material, June through September, solo or a group. You got to do this on your own because the community is no longer there. But the spirit of Art Slam is definitely alive. I might do it next year. We'll see. I also want to say that if you want to do Art Slam and you need like a cheerleader, you need someone to show your work to, um, I, I volunteer. I'll be your be your cheerleader. I'll, <laughs> I want to see your artwork and what you're making. Send me a DM. You can send it to me on Instagram or through Twitch or wherever. And you're like, I'm doing Art Slam. I need someone to send pictures to. It's me. Hi, I'm your friend. You should send them to me. <laughs> And I'll give you feedback and it'll be fun. Okay, the third art challenge is a drawing challenge. This one's more specific in material, but I still quite love it. I haven't done this personally, but a friend of mine recommended it and I think it's just brilliant. Doodle Addicts is a website that hosts year-round drawing challenges and it's delicious. All right, so they have this website, doodleaddicts.com, where you can do drawing challenges solo, or you can do it within their community of subscribed members. They have a paid subscription. You can do it every month. And each week you get a new drawing challenge sent to your inbox. They have weekly challenges, but they also have monthly challenges where there's sometimes cash prizes. What? (laughs) And also they have popular votes. So you can see everyone's submissions. This is more like contests versus an art challenge. But I still think it's a really cool idea. And I love some of the contests that they've had. The most recent one that I've seen was designing a album cover. And they had over 50 submissions, which is most excellent. Check it out. I have their website linked below. And I also like watching their Instagram page. It's still active, although it looks like right now they're taking a break from monthly challenges. Challenge number three is something I might use for book club in the future. There are some challenges on this list that are self-led. There are some that require you to do all the organizing. And then there's some like this, which someone else has done all the front work and you can just follow along. This book is called the 30 Day Sketchbook Challenge. And I think it's genius. 
sometimes I just want someone else to tell me what to draw. And this 30 day sketchbook challenge is brilliant. You have 30 days of really unique sketchbook prompts and exercises. It's by author Minnie Smalls. And after you get the book, all you need is a sketchbook, some pencils and watercolors, and a bit of time each day to create. The book is broken up into warm-ups and then into the daily challenges. It tells you how to break the, the fear of the blank page. It teaches you color palettes and drawing from memory. It goes through gesture drawings, thumbnailing, repeating patterns, lots of different materials. Then it sometimes goes into subjects like how to do a travel journal versus oceans and water and collage paintings. And then it's like, oh, maybe you need to go paint outside or maybe you need to go paint by making everything miniature and maybe you need to try some realism or abstraction. This book is top tier. It has super thorough instructions and lots of encouragement. I think you're going to really love this book, the 30 day sketchbook project. It's it looks delicious. I'm excited to try it out myself. Maybe in the winter I'll give this a go, even though this is the summer challenge. Whatever. <laughs> this book looks excellent. The photos are nice. Lots of examples for you. And you're going you're gonna to have a nice time. This one is great for a solo project or I would say working with kids. The fifth and last artist challenge I have for you is the total opposite of the 30-day sketchbook challenge because it takes a lot more effort. This one is would be great for the people out there who are good at planning things. <laughs> you can do this by yourself, but I highly recommend doing this as a group. I will tell you the differences in a moment here. So this is for a solo or a group. It is three days long. It's for painters, and you can do this any time of year. This is the Weekend Painting Marathon. A marathon is a challenge that is just with the heat turned up to 11. Like, it's... It's tough, and it's rigorous, and it's very, very fun. Whenever I do a painting marathon, the transformation my work takes, it just, it's like if you took all my skills and put a jetpack on them and then said, okay, see you later, and then, you know, three days have gone by, you've blinked, and your work has just drastically improved. Weekend painting marathons are so intense and fun and lively, and you, I feel like when you do a marathon, you are... You feel more in your body, you feel more into your art, and you feel more alive. What you'll need in order to do a painting marathon is, one, a space to create. You're going to need time in your schedule. You'll need caffeine. <laughs> you'll need your painting materials. And I really like to have a theme. Think portrait painting, landscape work, watercolors, botanicals. It could be fun to hire a model and do portraiture or, or figure drawing. You could do work in all abstraction. You could go out to the field and do plein air. Whatever other themes you can think of, having a theme for the weekend makes the work really strong. If you do this as a group, I recommend renting a big studio space for you all to work together in. Maybe it's someone's garage. Maybe you can do it in the plein air. Maybe there's a classroom at the local art school that you could borrow. Maybe you could use someone's house. <laughs> Painting all together during a weekend marathon is really good for camaraderie. It's good for support. It's good for getting good critiques. It's just top tier all around. If you're solo, you're going to do the marathon in your studio, but I recommend that you clean it really, really, really well before the painting marathon. So you're not distracted by things or a mess gets in your way. You know, you want to make this as easy as possible for you. The time you need to block off for this is three days in a row. A painting marathon, you could do in two days, but three days is where you really 
don't know, there's something special about the third day when you're you've been painting for hours and hours and hours and hours and you're 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 not getting all the the fluffy stuff out. You're tapping into a creative source that is not easy to access all the time. It it takes going through the weeds, going through the mud of your work and really pushing yourself past exhaustion and into something that is a flow state, into something that is high focus. Here's a timeline I recommend if you're going to do a painting marathon. Block off a Friday to Sunday with nothing else on the calendar. Not No dinners, no fancy events, nothing, only the painting marathon. The painting marathon is going to be eight hours of painting a day with a group critique at the end on Sunday. So 8 a.m. the very first day is when you meet for setup, right? You meet, you're setting up your easels, you're getting supplies out, someone's setting up a coffee station, things like that, right? And then from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., you paint, and that's your very first session. This is when you are going to do your probably most beautiful paintings. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to not have... You're going to have most of your ideas are going to come forward and they're going to be dazzling and bright and exciting. You're going to have the most energy in this very first painting session. You're going to take an hour and a half lunch break where you either order food in or you go out to eat together or you have a potluck style picnic. Maybe everyone brings their sandwiches. Eat together, spend some time away from the artwork, and then at 2.30, you come back and you paint for another four hours. You do this for three days, but on the last day, the second session turns into the group critique. Here, you're going to talk about what you learned during the marathon, what you like about your work, what you didn't like about your work, and ask for feedback from your fellow artists. At the end of the day, 6.30 or so, you clean up and you have dinner. Make it great. Make it fabulous and go back the next day and think about your work. Painting marathons are such a huge community builder. I feel like you get to confront yourself about yourself, about your bad habits, to push at your skills and see what other people are doing that you really like. What do you like about other people's work, especially when you have a theme in mind? It is high effort. This is the most high effort you can get with a painting challenge, but it also has the highest reward. If you decide to do a painting marathon, if you decide to do any one of these five art challenges, I want to hear about it. Will you send me a DM about how it went? Or if you want to do it and you have more questions, I will absolutely let you know when I host another painting challenge or art challenge in general. Creative challenges give me life. I look forward to them so intensely every year I do them. And there's so much fun to talk about on social media and here on the podcast with you. Friends and foes, that's all I've got for you today. It's a short and sweet episode, but I hope you do an art challenge before the summer is over. And that it goes really well and that you learn something about yourself because that's what art making is about, right? You can find me at stephaniescott.art over on Instagram. You can find the podcast at brushworkpod also on Instagram or my website, stephaniescott.art. If you have time, I would be delighted if you could leave a review of the podcast. Give me five stars. Give me a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> It's it really helps me reach other artists out there in the world and I appreciate you. Thank you and have a great day. I'll see you later. Bye.